Today's lesson comes from the book of John, chapter 14. Jesus answered them, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them. And we will come to them and make your home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I'm still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, from whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. In the first sermon I preached in this pulpit, I quoted the band Johnny Swim. They continue to be one of my favorites. So I thought it was fitting to quote them again in this last Sunday that I will stand here for a while. These lyrics are by Johnny Swim and the great Drew Holcomb. They turn, it turns out they wrote lyrics that describes Paul's call to ministry. In one verse it says this, Traveling Paul on the road to Damascus, the ghost of Saul he laid down in a casket. Sometimes flowers grow in the soil of ashes. Pick them as you go down Goodbye Road. I've had a lot of time lately for reflection. I've been pondering the call God has for my life, preparing to go down Goodbye Road and plant flowers out of the ashes of the person I used to be. In a lot of ways, I'm exactly the same. Sarcasm will always be my love language. I will always have a color-coded calendar. I will always love to watch Auburn football in the Olympics. But there are parts of my life I will have to lay down so flowers can grow. I will even have to change my name a little like Paul did. A good friend in the ministry reminded me that the other day that I had to choose what I wanted to be called. Pastor Katie, Preacher Catherine were just a couple of suggestions. I'm sure some of you could come up with a name or two, but the younger sister I never wanted is a little too much to put on a business card. The wonderful people of my new church have called me Pastor Katie from the first time I met them, so Pastor Katie it will be. God is indeed at work in my life in many ways, inside and out. I am putting to rest the parts of my old self to follow the call I have been given. There's also been a lot of looking back to help me look forward. One thing that has been made very clear is the role of Mulberry in my life, and call call is much more than the 23 years of my membership here. Mulberry is woven into the fabric of my life, a thread that is prevalent throughout, holding everything together. 
I've been trying to think of the person in this congregation that has known me the longest. Is it Linda Sankey, who worshiped with me when I grew up as a child? Is it Baxter James, who had his first sleepover at my house when he and my brother were younger? Is it Evelyn Adams, who was my 5K teacher? Is it Julie Yates or Susan Dan, whose mothers played bridge with Gogi for 75 years? I used to come to vacation Bible school here as a child, and I was here for church lock-ins before there were security lights. People like Lash Woodcock have known my family for three generations. Long before I stood in front of this church and pledged my prayers, my presence, my gifts, my service, and my witness, Mulberry was a big part of my life. I sat in these pews and held my grandfather's hand when he couldn't remember my name, but he knew the Lord's Prayer. My grandmother would come in and make me stand up and show her what I was wearing every Sunday. She had to make sure I was appropriately clothed. We laughed about it every week together in this hallowed space. We worshiped together and prayed together for years on that pew. So the question is, why would I ever want to leave? This sacred place, place means so much to me. The people here mean so much to me. Why would I go? Only one thing could be strong enough to take me from this place, the love of God and his call to ministry. In verse 28 of today's scripture, John, uh, Jesus tells the disciples, If you love me, you will rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. The Father's call is greater than I am. I'm sure the disciples had trouble grasping that concept just like I have. I spent a lot of time in my own life resisting that idea of leaving. It was happening as recently as last summer. Many of you have met the wonderful Anne Borsage from the workshop she did with us. She also taught my classes on, certified lay minister, on the Certified Lay Minister program. She looked at me the last day of a very long and meaningful week and said, I really see you leaving Mulberry and going on to do other things in ministry. I've told her this story, so there will be no surprise if she sees this, but I was almost angry. How dare she suggest I leave Mulberry? I would never do that. Famous last words, right? She saw that I was still trying to grasp for myself. My call to the ministry may have been plain to her, but it was still not true to me. Little did I know that the one thing was strong enough to call me away was right around the corner. There was a moment I couldn't deny it anymore. I only applied to one seminary. And as the days passed and I didn't hear from them, I started to get a little anxious. What if I was wrong about all this? I was sitting at dinner by myself at Lake Oconee when my acceptance letter came in. I cried and laughed all at the same time. People were staring at me. My waitress thought I had gone round the bend. Until this very moment, a part of me had been in denial about the whole thing. Then I said it out loud for the first time. I have been accepted to graduate school. I'm going to be a minister. <laughs> I cried some more, and I laughed some more. I had never truly felt God's peace until that moment, that peace he promised to the disciples and to me. 
that peace that comes with following God's call on your life. I asked Creed back in March if I could have one last time to be in the pulpit here, one time to share and say thank you. When I read the scripture for today, I started crying. The lectionary is spot on once again. I'm sure the disciples were feeling very much like I am today. Excited for the future, but scared and feeling a little lonely about leaving the comfort of the sun, their home with Jesus. Jesus is foreshadowing his own death and giving instructions to them on what to do and how to keep his love alive. He gives them the tools to use and words of hope and inspiration. He tells them, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. That's exactly what I'm being called to do. Keep and show the love of God through Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm being called to make a home for people, a place where they can feel exactly like I do here in this place. Jesus has been my example. You have been my example. Tommy called me into his office the other day. I still, it still felt a little bit like being called in the principal's office. So I was like, oh no, what do I do now? He said, no, 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 I just found something I want you to have. Sitting on the corner of his desk were two pieces of paper clipped together. I knew instantly when I saw the handwriting who had penned the letter. The name at the top of the stationery said Gloria McAfee Wynn. I was a little taken aback by seeing her handwriting again. In the letter dated June 26, 2008, she reminds him of their neighborhood connection from his childhood and then goes on to say this in part. Morris and I visited Macon churches for over a year and decided Mulberry was our church. Creed Henshaw had a lot to do with that decision. Cam and Bruce were a big influence also. The music program is by far the best in Macon. Morris had a long illness and died several years ago. I tell everyone, my family, my friends, and Mulberry got me through that phase of my life. It's a very caring and loving church. It's signed in Christian love, Gloria. Gogi, <laughs> I could not have said it any better, and I could not agree more. This place and these people have gotten me through every phase of my life. My hope and prayer is that you will keep doing that very thing. Help others through all phases of life. Continue being that church that Jesus tells the disciples is coming. Keeping the word of God and showing his love in the community will be what this corner is known for. Be to others what you have been to me. I'm so excited that Ted and Peyton are coming to help you do that. I've told Ted several times that what gives me peace about heading down that goodbye road is that he will be here. He already loves Mulberry and the people that he has met. 
together with the love of God and Ted and Peyton's enthusiasm, I know you will share the good news throughout the community. I cannot wait to see what wonderful things you do together. A good friend of mine was texting me during church one Sunday. Sorry, Creed. (laughs) But we were talking about how much we were enjoying the service and loved this place. I said laughter and friendship is what life is all about. The reply simply was this, no doubt. It's how you know there is a God. I look out and I see that truth. God lives here. God loves here. There's laughter and friendship here. I could go around the entire congregation and have a story and have story after story of how each one of you influenced and blessed me. You are my teachers, my friends, parents of my friends, my mentor, and my family. Some of you keep me out of trouble. Some of you get me into trouble. I have worked with you. I've had my car battery changed by you. And I have laughed and cried with you. And I've laughed until I've cried with you. I have been serenaded by you. Some of you even let me borrow your accessories. But most of all, I have been blessed by you. My heart has been made full of God's love reflected in you. It is because of that reflection that I am empowered to go out and share it in other places. It's my tale to tell down Goodbye Road. Strangers, outcasts, artists, and thieves misfits, legends, and lost refugees. We may not be where we thought we would be. I'm making my home down Goodbye Road. May the words of Jesus be reflected through me. Peace I'll leave with you. My peace I give you. Amen.